0: especially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24 hour wear and the best part it performs better than luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost you can buy panorama mascara on amazon today
1: what does it mean to be black in america an npr's black stories black truths a collection of stories as varied nuanced and dynamic as black experiences you'll hear it means everything Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths, wherever you get your podcast. Are all spoons created equal?
2: Okay, so I love soup, but I hate big spoons. I think it's like gross. Oh. Like it's just a, you need to put that. It's too big. It's too much. Like I'm overwhelmed. Like I will only eat soup off of a teaspoon in my own home. Wow.
0: Fanatics. Everyone's got their thing.
1: Fanatics. no soup for you but podcasts for everyone hi welcome to the very newest episode of the fanatics podcast i am one of your hosts david magadoff and with me is my most attractive host kind host coolest host claire kramer hi claire
3: Hi, David. I I love hearing those compliments. One after the other. The uh, trifecta of compliments from you, David Magadhoff. They are the
1: ingredients of what make up Claire Kramer. (gasps) They are the recipe
3: of my vessel.
1: Of your being.
3: My being. It is the compliment du jour.
1: I like this. Uh, If you guys aren't catching our hot metaphors we're dropping, today's topic... (laughs)
3: Don't worry. It's not you. It's
1: us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's not you. It's us. The topic today is making soup, which we are personally very excited about. And the person we have on is Miss Allison McAtee. And you know her from so many wonderful movies... You've seen her in *Unearth*, Desperate Widows, The Haves and the Have-Nots, We Summon the Darkness, Bloomington, The Wrong House.
3: The Wrong House. The Wrong House. You may say, why does that movie sound so familiar? Because I was also in it. I played a homeowner, a recent, a new homeowner, you could say. And Allison played the disgruntled ex-homeowner. <laughs> tried to kill me so there you you go if you need something to watch uh, this weekend after you finish listening to this episode and the other episodes of Fanatics that you haven't listened to yet then watch Wrong House
1: would you say the Wrong House is the right movie
3: it is it is so right it's wrong (laughs)
1: And speaking of right, speaking (laughs) of right, I think you will all very much enjoy this podcast. If you like soup, and my gosh, I hope you do. And if you don't, get ready to love it. Uh, Allison, take it away.
3: Before we go any further at all, I have an extremely important question for you. Please define the word soup. What is a soup?
2: Uh, A soup is... So it has to have a broth base. Can't be too thick. There's got to be a thin broth to it. Although some soups there, I do do a broccoli cauliflower blend that, that's a pureed soup. So it does have a little texture to it. But most of the soups, unless it's got that, that blended base, have a, have a thin broth versus a stew, which is like thick. And the broth is dense, kind of. Soup has a thin consistency. Um mm-hmm. I feel like that's the guideline.
1: Does stew have to be thick? We were talking about this pre-podcast. I think it does.
2: No, it does. It I think does. that's the thing with stew. Although, you know, stew in my mind is like from Dinty Moore canned <laughs> thing that you, I feel like I have not actually ventured into the homemade stew space because I just would have to add flour or something mm-hmm. to the broth, which just sounds like carbs. Fat- so <laughs> I can I'm like, that that's just sounds wrong. like a really <laughs> terrible thing to do. So yeah, um, soup is thin, and that's the the key is the consistency mm. of broth.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but except a melon soup, the broth is the melon and the vodka. A vodka broth. You know, I mean if I was gonna
2: if I was gonna make a vodka melon soup, I think it would I'd blend the melon. I think I'd puree the melons, right? And then add the vodka. I've made this soup, yes. Ooh. Did you really do this? And I yes. did. One was a
3: honey. Oh, I did better than that girl. It was a mm. honeydew and a cantaloupe and I made mm. each of the blends and then I poured it. So it was half orange and half green with mint on top, but I didn't use vodka. What? That is something that I will definitely add in next time. Well, I mean, that was a little, that was, I you mean, i still added rubber. it in me, but I didn't add it in the soup. So
1: <laughs> fair, fair. Allison how often are you eating or making soup rather? And then of course eating it, but how often is this a weekly experience?
2: It is a, well, can I give you like the lead in on why? And like, are you guys, you want to know this, right? Cause I mean, like, yeah. y- yes. so I grew up with um, my mom had this, this, it's a family recipe. And my, my, my mother's grandma was she was Czechoslovakian and she would make these egg noodles that my mom would tell me that she, she would make them all day long and then they would dry on the table in the sun, and then she would make this soup. And it is a family soup that's been passed down and it's called special soup. And it's so rad that literally, like the recipe's super like close to, we're keeping it close to the best, but like some of my very good um uh, best friends from high school, they're always like, yo, can I get the special soup recipe? So it's kind of like on the DL, you can get into the group and maybe you'll know the recipe. But it's a beef based beef and tomato soup, but it's thin. It's a massive vegetable. So tons of vegetables. Mm. And My mom would always make it in this pot that is you have to go to like a kitchen supply store to get the extra huge size. She's pot
1: putting her hands out in a way like she's giving a bear hug. Everyone just it's that's a how big this pot is.
2: It's the hula hoop pot. Exactly. Like as a child, I would like hang out in the pot before my mom was cooking, like playing <laughs> with my toys in the, right. And then I was like, Oh, you're going to cook the soup. I'll get out now. And it was a whole day process. This like this soup making would be this whole day event. And I would kind of carefully stand on a chair next to her and watch how it was all happening and how it would go down. And literally it cooks for 10 hours. There are the the secret special like step that my mom added was to strain everything through cheesecloth. So the broth is extra thin and you get out all the fat. So it has the flavor, but you don't have any of the like grease, oily stuff. So I feel like from a young age, there was this, this planted seed of, you know, there's something home, you know, homey. It's a familial thing that's, I've got to keep it going. I mean, like, my great-grandma started this. Like, what am I going to, like, let the soup recipe die? So that's how it all kind of began. And I want to say a couple of years ago I had an ex-boyfriend that was like, oh, I make this really great soup. And then I kind of got, like, competitive with him. <laughs> I was like, oh, really? Well, let me just see what yours is. And it was like a kale lentil with – and he would use, like, one carrot, like one onion, <laughs> and I was like – who does that? So, you know, I bring out like a bag, right, of substantial amount of veggies to throw in. So I think that's how it all began. And to your question on how often do I make soups, I want to say definitely once a month, sometimes more, because I make a huge, in this huge pot that you guys know now that a child could fit in. (laughs) And then I freeze a lot of it and then it's really great throughout the week if i'm like oh i just like want an easy dinner or like i want an easy lunch and it's so simple then i have soup or i can give it to people it's like a, hey i made soup in yeah. a little container so i'd say once a month is my soup in into the winter and into the fall i get into it more and i would say like you know, it's it's cozy out it's chilly you want to like make something warm and tasty
1: how many times a week are I, you eating this soup because it sounds like It sounds like a lot.
2: (laughs) It's like it's like half of my diet is fully soup. Um, you know, like once a week, maybe sometimes I won't eat it at all for a couple weeks. But then other times, like I, when I first make it, I love it, and it's like the first fresh pot. I'll usually for a couple days, and then after three days, you're like, yeah, I'm good. I'm gonna take a break from this. But I mean, when I was a kid, like I'm telling you, I was so obsessed. This is where the obsession started that I would, my gosh, I just remembered this. My mom, when I was in college or maybe when I lived in New York, because when I was in college, I went to school in Pittsburgh and they would just drive to pick me up or it wasn't like, but I lived in New York before college and then after college. And whenever I would fly home, my mom would pick me up at the airport with a Tupperware container full of soup, special soup. So that I could eat it on the way home, to, from the airport, like that was legit a thing that happened. On like so it would, she would usually be like bring a baking tray.
3: Uh huh. So you didn't so spill that, it, yeah. yeah, on your lap. I I'm In the car. so feeling this moment between you and your mother. So let's talk for a minute about the special soup, right? That's what you call sure. it, the special soup. Yeah. So special when when did you first make that without your mother present?
1: Mm.
2: You know, so I um. I grew up, and I remember when I was younger, I don't know if you guys remember the show Donna Reed. It was, like, on Nick at Night when we were... It's an old show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I remember watching Donna Reed as a kid, and I was like, I am not going to be someone's housewife, and I'm not going to cook, and I don't want to cook, and I hate cooking, and, like, I'm not doing it. And then in my mid-20s, I was dating a guy whose family had, like, learned to cook in Italy, and they were all incredible chefs, and I was like, oh, I should probably, like kind of act like I know what I'm doing. (laughs) And I really then learned like, oh, this is actually really cool and really creative. And I think that's another reason that I like, I mean, I love to cook in general and it's because you get to be really creative in the kitchen and you get to play with things and play with flavors and, and the smell of something. And then you're like, oh, if I add time to that. This will be great. And then if I had some curry. And so it became a creative thing that all of a sudden I realized didn't have to like put me in a box, but could be this really expansive, cool way to express myself in a way and nourish those around me and myself, which is the win. So yeah, I would say I started the first time I ever made it. I want to say I was like 30.
1: Whatever. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then you like got into it. Like you didn't. like I would back. say
2: it's been the past five years that I've really like gotten into it more. Where like, if I were to show you my freezer, you'd be like, "Oh, you have like four different kinds of frozen well, soup." Right
3: I'm here. like just wondering if I can get a subscription.
2: to, <laughs> to like, because I mean, I have know, a
3: need, Allison. I have a need to I feed would my join. family, and I—I mean, I would totally like pay you for like twice a soup delivery once a week of frozen soup or once a month of like four different soups for
2: a for a month. I mean, maybe this is a side venture that I look into. I do recall, I'm sure you guys all remember the uh, Seinfeld episode mm-hmm. with the soup guy. No soup for so you. you.
1: Soup Nazi. Yeah. Then, Call him his full right. name, Soup Nazi.
2: I, the Soup Nazi. And when I lived in New York, I remember there was a soup place right near Mercer Kitchen in Soho. And I think that actually the Soup bouncy was based on that place, maybe. So, I mean, if it, if there are soup places that exist, Claire. So, I like that you're, like, putting this out there as
1: I,
3: my- I would seriously, like, we're going to talk after the show because I, w- I seriously <laughs> see, like, a business opportunity here.
1: <laughs> Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
0: This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? And the best part, you can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S
3: to get 50% off your first month. Okay, so your family had the special soup. What is your special soup and why?
2: Ooh, mine. I feel like, gosh, you know, so I kind of do like a cabbage soup that's an all veggie usually. Similar to the special soup that has beef, and I did the cabbage soup because it was like a diet at one time, right? Like yeah, I, I remember soup diet. that was like yeah. what the cabbage. diet that was popular
3: cabbage, when we were yeah. like great in a soup coming around.
2: Yes, so I kind well, of did texture. that, but, but tweaked it and made it better. I think that <laughs> might be one of my favorites. And there, there is a really good kale with like a curried, almost a curried broth. Mm. which is quite delicious, which is one of my, I need to come up with names for them if I'm going to open a soup shop. I I know. I I can help with that too. (laughs) Start working on that. And then, you know, interestingly, so I, there's a spice place in Ohio uh, near where my family is from in Pennsylvania called Penzi's. They have like these incredible, mixes of spices. And so I have found those are the keys to like the really good soups. Ooh, turkey soup. My turkey soup is bomb. I mm. use one of these special, it's a curry that I use. You would never think to add So curry. what's the difference between a turkey soup and a turkey chili? I would say a turkey chili, you have tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And it's got a red base, right? Like it's got, and you add chili powder. I actually have a turkey chili in my fridge. So a lot I of beans. I, I have a good turkey yeah, chili recipe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go. I can help with the shop. <laughs> Amazing. I was from Ohio
1: reaction. though. So you have to be good at the chili, Claire. It's a it's a inside of you. Do
2: you know Penzey's
3: spices? I have don't. you ever heard of no. Oh my gosh, so good. I grew up north of Columbus, so I don't I don't know. It's it's probably a little bit more north. Your Cleveland is closer to me. Yeah, exactly. Okay, soup and chili. Differences. Tomatoes in chili, not in soup. Soup
2: Yeah, tomatoes, beans, and so turkey soup is like a clear broth, again, oh. right? Like it's strained with the cheesecloth again and also really linen is better than cheesecloth because it strains it even better so if you get like a a a rougher coarser kitchen towel linen to strain everything like the meat and I love to this is so so bizarre um I I do like full I love to buy turkeys sometimes I just buy turkeys and cook them to make soup, the entire thing. Like, I'll eat some of the turkey, but most of the turkey, because I boil the bones for hours and hours and hours to pull all the marrow. Mm-hmm. That's another reason that I love soup, because you feel so energized. If you, have, if you have marrow, and you're eating a soup with the bone base, you've got, like, energy for days. And you're like, I'm good. I can run a marathon right now. So, I mean, I'm not one of those, like, I'm going to eat powdered bone marrow, but... I will go and you can but you'll buy eat it in the soup. <laughs> I will. I will. Yeah. And you know, you know, it's really good. Like, so I was in, so for the start of COVID, I was doing a project It got shut down and then like, you know, everything shut down and I was like, well, my father had been flying to visit me and I was like, you know, I'm going to go visit you instead. Like it's better. You don't fly. And they live, you know, they have horses and land and it's like rural and so like much humans. Place. <laughs> yeah. Much better place for COVID than like, you know, Hollywood. But, um, so I made soup for them while I was there. And my dad at first was like, ah, whatever. And then he kind of got into it. So when I left, and also some of his friends, like they would come over. Oh, I made a really good ham and bean soup when I was there. But they would come and sample. And then they were like, wow, these are amazing. Like, Allison's great. So my dad was like, I'm going to try it. And um, you have to boil a turkey for like, a day so that there's a really thick, almost, like, jello on top of it. Because that's the marrow. It's, like, the good stuff. you got to, like, skim off the fat and, like, add the jello-y goo. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, mm-hmm. Allison. When you yes. order soup when I at order a it? restaurant, <sighs> is any soup going to be as good as what you can make? Or do you just avoid it completely? You
2: know, no, there was this one place... Oh my gosh, it's not even open anymore. They had this butternut squash soup. I haven't tried to make that. And it was bomb. It had like pepitas in it and some kind of green oil drizzled on it. I don't know what the green oil was, but it was incredible. So that is like on my list of soups I must learn. I haven't done that yet.
3: That sounds delicious. And I—I that's a good (laughs) fall soup. I think
2: it is yeah. right. We're starting to get. I mean, it's weird. A fall in LA is like not really a thing. Right, it kind of is. So. it's
3: like you just wear a sweater. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, it's so with your shorts and sandals.
2: Yeah, um, oh, it's 75. Yeah. So
3: I want to go back before we lose this whole thing about the bone marrow and the bones and everything like that. Because yeah. I was having this conversation with a chef the other day, and they were like, "Hey, listen." you know, the the only thing prohibitive about cooking every night for me is I have to, you know, prep all the vegetables and saute them and then I have to actually cook the dish. So it's very time, you know, chopping and cutting and sauteing and then cooking and then whatever, all these steps. And my response was like, hey, listen, <laughs> you don't have to do all those steps. You can just put everything in a crock pot. And that's, you know, for me, the simplicity of doing that outweighs the the taste benefits of the stuff. But now I think I'm being swayed back into what he was saying. And I believe you do have to take those steps for the proper taste to emerge. Is that correct? I do
2: believe that is true. Yeah, you have to take – there's a – There is like a first, second, third, and you can't, like if you don't caramelize the onions and the garlic first long enough in the olive oil, that's got to be like the first move. Mm -hmm. If you were to add those in later, it was like, it's going to be a little bit different. It won't be quite as great. And if you don't strain the meat through a cheesecloth or through linen, literally it's like the oily, fatty, gross, whatever. I think you're enlightening me right now. (laughs) these
3: two conversations are making me think that I need to rethink my method of you must survive in the crock pot and still have flavor.
2: Well, you know, the great part, I guess, which is the same concept. So you have to commit like a day, right. You're going to make the soup because it totally takes a day. So it's like the day that you're for me, I'll do it on a day that I'm intending to like do laundry and stay home and clean and like make soup because literally you're there for 10 hours doing it. But then, you know, when you want to have it, you literally take it out of the freezer that morning and then by the time it's dinner time, it takes five seconds, excuse me, mm-hmm. five seconds to make it so you kind of don't ha- don't have the prep then, don't mm-hmm. have all the,
3: but you do have
2: the the flavor
3: that mm-hmm. you want. I, th- I think I'm being converted into like...
2: I love that I'm, I love that that's happening. That's so great. How many kids do you have, Claire? You have? Four. Four.
3: So, yeah. You a would lot just of like, soup hey, to feed yes. in that family. Like, yeah, we're having That's, soup. Yes. And they love soup. In, in, in fact, mm-hmm. my sister made me a two. She was like, this will last you two meals. I was like, that'll last me almost one meal. <laughs> but yeah. she made two big bags of frozen chicken oil soup. And we had it this week in the crock pot. And it was delicious. So mm-hmm. I, I'm really, I'm, you're, I'm just mind blown right now. I love this.
2: Well, I mean, I'm like health conscious as well. And that way I know that. You know, I can be like, I'm getting something healthy, and it's all vegetables mostly. And I'm not eating, you know, like on the fly, just like, oh, I need to mm-hmm. get something quick, so I'm going to grab this thing that's, you know, terrible for me. So, what
3: what does the happiness inside of you feel like when you make soup?
2: What does the happiness inside of me feel like? Um, oh my gosh, it's very. I think it becomes very like zen. It's like a zen creative. So the happiness feels like a peaceful. Soup Lazy River, really. I mean, to throw back to that, it's just kind of a chill. Like,
3: yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm so loving the Soup Lazy River. <laughs>
1: I mean. It's a good metaphor.
3: It
0: is. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital.
1: Allison, spoons. spoon sizes, are all spoons created equal?
2: Okay, so I love soup, but I hate big spoons. I think it's like gross. Oh. Like it's just a, you need to put, that, it's too big. It's too much. Like I'm overwhelmed. Like I will only eat soup off of a teaspoon in my own home. Wow.
1: Do you yeah. drink? Can you drink a soup?
2: Um. At the end.
1: Do you drink a soup?
2: If I'm in my house, if I'm in a restaurant, I don't bring soup. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it is it a more is it a more like, pleasurable like experience to either eat with the spoon or drink it, it through a you know a cup.
2: Um, I feel like I don't go in cups. I definitely do bowls, and I do the plate underneath because I guess that was how I, I fill it to the brim so that it you know inevitably there's spill and it catches the spill. Yeah, sorry. What was the what did you just ask before that? That
1: just if there's a certain joy that comes from a way of eating a soup as you are a soup aficionado, can you put things in soup? Does that taint the soup? Dare you put an oyster cracker in? Is that blasphemous, or is the soup should the soup be as it is?
2: No, you know I, that's a really good question so i I kind of am not a junk food snacky person but i do have a couple go-tos like the Snyder's mustard pretzel pieces mm. do you guys know these okay yeah that's your Those go-to are, for a soup that, for like topping to sprinkle in certain soups that's my that's wow. my go-to sprinkle topping and it kind of makes it extra special if it's especially in the cabbage soup
1: so it's a cabbage, special special soup
2: yeah it's an extra special soup <laughs> that's the extra So yeah you know, you got to, like, moderate. I mean, you wouldn't, like, cover the entire thing because then, then it would melt and be gross and get all mushy. But, you know, mm-hmm. in moderation, it definitely makes it better.
3: Is it important that your significant other or loved one enjoy mm-hmm. soups as well? Good I mean, question.
2: kind of, to some extent. I mean, I haven't thus far had any riffs about it. <laughs> that would be t- – I don't know what – I But we haven't really started sure your I'm
3: business gonna... yet, so it's right. Like a,
2: Right, that's going to bring up a whole new slew of Mm -hmm. things, Claire. I didn't even think about the doors that are going to just... Yeah, no, I I think it is important that they at least respect it. They might not... They can be like, oh, that one's not my favorite, but, like, you should eat it because I made it. So, Mm -hmm. and I spent 10 hours to make it for you. So, Mm -hmm. even if you hate it, you need a bite. And then maybe I won't make that one again for you.
0: But Mm -hmm. everyone else
2: likes it. So,
1: All right, Allison, I'm going to say some things to you, and I would Uh like you... Whatever image or emotion or opinion comes out of your mouth, I, I we can't wait to hear it based on just the things I'm going to say to you. Okay. 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 Um, and uh, just a little something. So, Progresso. <laughs>
2: um,
1: <laughs> She's making faces. They're not yeah, good. Yeah.
2: Uh, progresso. gosh. Um, <laughs> mediocre.
1: <laughs>
2: I, I, mushy. Mushy.
1: Great soup plantation
2: um salty
1: Mm, not don't not a fan of that big chicken noodle big fat chicken noodle soup
2: no okay so also i don't eat chicken so i so i feel like that's why i do the turkey soup instead Mm. i do like chicken soups but i don't eat them i don't eat it anymore so i like avoid the chicken soups that's a a big
1: challenge you have to avoid all the chicken broths and chicken stocks hmm I wow. do. I usually
2: go veggie or beef or turkey. Yeah.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. turkeys. Matzo Figaro ball too. soup.
2: <gasps> Delish. Like mm. classic. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of like one word. Classic, I guess. Classic,
0: mm-hmm. yes.
1: Campbell's.
2: Tomato soup. Uh, childhood. Rain. Grilled cheese
3: and tomato Yeah,
2: soup. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you can jump still, into it. I part.
2: honestly, that would be of the Campbell's category. Most of their soups oh, okay. are only uh, they do make cream of soups, which are good as like bases for casseroles.
3: In, yes,
2: <laughs> exactly. But I wouldn't like eat that soup. But the tomato soup sometimes that's like so simple childhood nostalgia that I think there's an emotional attachment to it, even though it's really not amazing amazing like you can add some pepper but when you have the grilled cheese Claire, like you said and you're dipping Mm -hmm. it in and it's a rainy day
0: Mm -hmm. like there
2: are the times that you crave i haven't tried to make i haven't done that yet a tomato
0: just Mm. a full-on
2: tomato soup that that because i feel like that's there's like a line sometimes it's really off you gotta like yeah the oils
3: can get overwhelming
2: if you don't
3: that's why the strainer would be
2: good that's true. And the acidity mm-hmm. of it. Oh, mm-hmm. that's another, that's the other secret. So I almost always, I have some secret ingredients, which are honey,
0: mm-hmm. honey,
2: like, and apple cider vinegar.
0: Oh. Ooh.
2: That's, like, the, it cuts the, um, it cuts the fattiness. So If there's an oiliness to something, like, say you have a lot of bone broth, but it's, like, oily or feels fatty or meaty, if you throw some apple cider vinegar in there, maybe, like a quarter cup or a tiny, tiny apple
1: cider vinegar. It isn't everything. And somehow it is from food and life and cleaning supplies. French onion soup.
2: Oh, like best soup ever. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, it's probably that was one of my childhood favorites. You remember like the Mm -hmm. first time? I mean, it was a teen. I think when I first had French onion soup, weirdly, I don't know why, but I remember going to, it was like a place in New York. It was really well done. French onion soup. And um, my aunt, my aunt also makes a really delicious French
3: onion soup. Key to caramelizing the onions in that one, exactly.
2: Yeah, Yeah. that's the you gotta really caramelize onions. I feel like in any soup, though.
1: Mm. Well, and it's Mm -hmm. got the most amazing. It's the only soup with a ceiling.
2: It has a hat.
3: It's a cheese ceiling.
2: It's
1: It's a soup hat, Claire. Exactly.
2: It is a soup hat. And also, like, who doesn't like a big hunk of melted cheese? On, yeah. I mean. If every anything. soup
1: could start with with chiseling through cheese, that's a very happy it's soup.
2: not bad.
1: <laughs> All right. Cup of noodle.
2: Oh, gosh. Uh, I don't really count that as a soup, but that makes me Ooh. think of college. Okay. Right? I feel like there was, like, a, half of my freshman year, I think that was, like, what I
1: ate. So. Okay. La- last one. New England clam chowder or Manhattan clam chowder?
2: Ooh, New England. Hands down. Hands down. Hands down. Yeah. No brainer. It's classic.
3: Okay. Yeah. Speaking of the childhood soup, which is the, you know, either the chicken and the stars or the tomato with the grilled cheese. Is there like a, do you have a Christmas soup? Is there a soup that you make every Thanksgiving, holiday based soups, anything tradition that you have for specific soups other than the, the famous soup or the
2: than Family the, other soup. than the, other than the special soup, the special um, soup.
3: I'm like the super soup. What is it called? <laughs>
2: the special, yeah, it's special soup. Special soup. Um... Hmm, as for holidays, no, I mean, I feel like after Thanksgiving, I'll always make a turkey soup because, again, I'm like, we'll have the whole carcass there, and I love boiling the bones, and it's so great. I've actually called myself a kitchen witch before. I don't know where that came from, but I feel like that's like a fair term, you know? I like that. I like concocting things, and when I'm literally boiling bones, I'm like, yeah, this feels appropriate terminology.
1: When do you have that moment when you're in your house going, it's time for me to make a soup? Is it a feeling that comes over you? It just... You looking in the freezer and you don't see anything. Is it you had a bad yeah, day? Yeah, it's when
2: the it's when the freezer gets low on the frozen soup that is already there. When I only have like one or two varietals left, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm gonna
3: gotta get cooking. Kitchen, gotta witching. get a different one. Gotta get yeah, right.
2: Gotta get kitchen kitchen. That's really a your business. <gasps> You're genius, Claire.
3: Yes, I love it. So good, and Brilliant. and you can specialize in soup hats. For kids, soups with soup hats. Soup hats. All right, I love it. I'm obviously enjoying this way too much. David, uh, <laughs> redirect us. You got <laughs> it. Uh, is
1: it ever possible to microwave soup, or are you just destroying the soup?
2: I do not own a microwave at this point. I have thrown out my I threw out my microwave years ago because I don't know if this is true. I mean, I probably should read like Scientific Digest to see, but I. I was told that it changes the molecular structure of water, the yeah. microwaves too. And I was like, well, do I really want to then ingest that? That yes. feels like not a thing that would be great for my body. So I feel like um uh, microwaving anything, I'm not really, it's not, not my jam. I'd rather, I can heat it on the stove. It's going to take like two seconds. It's not a big thing yeah. for me. Soup
1: in a um, second. Do you ever, have you ever made a soup for someone or a group of people or family and they maybe had a face on that wasn't to your liking <laughs> you know um what
2: I mean. my gosh have i ever made like a really terrible soup so you're asking
1: or just it's even a soup thing. that was like fine even worse than Mediocre. terrible just that it was you're fine <laughs> and that it wasn't even like anything at least if it was bad you're like oh I, no, I tried i tried but failed this is just I
2: must say Not with soups, but very, uh, gosh, not that long ago, my family was here and I had made a zucchini pasta and I made the sauce and legit, it was like, I don't know what, I don't know if it was because I made it from scratch with the tomatoes and I don't know if the tomatoes were bad, but we all kind of were like, oh, this is really like, no, it's terrible, terrible. So sauce, I really screwed up on that. But no, I think the soup, it's kind of my jam. I think I got that in lock.
3: Mm-hmm. I think you do. <laughs> yeah,
2: kind of. I feel like I do.
1: Has there ever been a story with a soup or a soup comes with a story? Because similarly, my wife's a graphic designer. And I learned all about emotional design. I can go into a restaurant and get this served, uh, you know, a taco in one restaurant and a taco in another restaurant. And it could be the same taco, but you enjoy it more because one restaurant just is a nicer restaurant. Have you ever had a story with a soup similar to the one that you grew up with? You have this wonderful memory, it's passed down. It's this amazing, you were in the pot as a kid. Like, it's beautiful. Has there been any other stories with any of these soups, or is that the only soup that has like
2: well, I think a beautiful
1: that- story attached?
2: Yeah, I think that growing up that was my mom did not make a lot of soups. My mom made this one soup and it was special soup. I don't I have li- literally no memory of her making any other kind. But it was there was there was a lot attached to that. Again, because of the because of the family story that it had been passed down and because the uh the egg noodles, that's that's key. Like you need to have only these certain kind of noodles. You can't use this other thing. And they're there was a lot of time that I spent with her making that. I The rest is kind of like stuff I've done on my own. So I do not have children yet to pass this down onto them to make them.
3: I'll send mine Can over.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Great. So Perfect. Solutions Claire.
3: to everything in this podcast. We're Good solving job. everyone's life. I love it. Is there a taboo soup that. You would never make for any reason, or like some historic lore, or you know, there's the there's those you know taboo things in life. Is, Is there a cursed anything? soup
1: that we should avoid?
3: Yes. <laughs> what do I? Soup. How do I improve my life, Allison? <laughs> by not eating the soup.
2: Ooh, well, I mean, gosh, the cursed soup. I I feel
3: like obviously leaving out like shark fin and yeah, stuff like that.
2: That's, that's just. Anything, I feel like anything with like uni. I feel like that'd be like a secret ingredient of you know, like the the fish soups. Some of the fish soups, I'm like "Eh, not so sure about. So I like uni. You do. I I don't know if
1: I've had an uni soup, but I was in Maine just a few months ago on a on a boat, and they passed around a live uni, and I had it in my hand, and I just kept thinking, "This is delicious."
2: Oh, I think it's like the worst. It's, I, it's maybe one of the worst things ever. Uni, oysters, wasabi. I don't, I don't need any of that. I'm I allergic. don't need that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think you're lucky that you're allergic. I just have to be like, gross.
1: <laughs> All right, Allison. This has been a delight. This has been a pleasure. I'm looking forward to this moment about to happen. We end every podcast with a love letter. You. Love soup. No. This is an audible love letter to soup and making soup. And so please begin, as all good love letters do, with Dear Making Soup and ending it with Love Allison.
2: Dear Making Soup, thank you for the continued joy that you bring to my life and the lives of others when they get to sample your wares. You Uh, allow me to be creative in ways that I didn't even realize that I could be and that's a win Um, so thank you a million times over love Allison
3: love Allison the kitchen witchin
2: yeah the kitchen witch
1: Allison thank you so much that was delicious I'm thrilled she said New England clam chowder because if she said Manhattan clam chowder I would have been very polite But Claire, are you with me on this?
3: I've never had either. I'm allergic to shellfish. Oh, yeah. I'm allergic to clams. So I don't know. But I would like to know on a scale of 1 to 10, how elated you are that she chose your preference over the other chowder. David's chowder.
1: It's a solid 10 out of 10.
3: (laughs) You're invested.
1: (laughs) Well, she loves soup. And listen, guys, if you like Manhattan clam chowder, I wanna know because I need you to tell me why it's a better soup. I almost feel like if you had called it a different name, it shouldn't be lumped in with the chowders. It should be its own thing. It's a problem is they get combined and c- compared, like I did today. I compared them. They should be separate You're things. They still are not like them. <laughs> I know.
3: Still going on. I you know. know what's really weird? Speaking of soups, I actually, when I was in Papua New Guinea, Port Moresby, which was a whole other ten episode podcast about that, but we mm-hmm. went out to eat and there was shark fin soup on the menu, like for reals, reals. And it was the most bizarre feeling to, you know, have this dish that your entire life you obviously have been taught is a wrong, horrific dish that you should not eat for so many, for the reason of the sharks and the lives and how the fins are harvested. And it was like there in front of me. So it was kind of like, I think that's what led me to my like taboo soup question, you know?
1: Yeah. What's your favorite soup, Claire?
3: Well, the, the soup that I discussed at the top of the episode, the honeydew and cantaloupe soup, cold soup, is definitely my prettiest soup that I have ever made. And it's it's a chilled soup. So it's a very, I, I don't prefer tomato-based chilled. I like a melon-based chilled. So it's very-
1: and I'm it's talking very, taste. I'm saying the, thi- the thing uh, that if I said you could put in your mouth as a soup right now that would make you smile and happy.
3: Okay. Um probably like a butternut squash soup. Oh. With like a little like a little sour cream and a little like cinnamon? No. Okay. A little like like you want this? you have the sweetness in the soup, so I want like a little like roquefort cheese or like blue family cheese and a little sour cream on top. Mm. Boom, yummy. It's, ma-
1: it's matzo ball for me. It's purely matzo ball soup.
3: Although, wedding soup. Are you
1: familiar with wedding soup? I do love a good Italian wedding soup. Uh, I got really turned m- on to that The recently. little
3: mini meatballs. Yes. They're
1: very tiny meatballs.
3: I like the mini meatballs. They're so cute.
1: They're adorable. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. of adorable, Allison was wonderful and uh, fantastic to I talk I really, to.
3: really, really do want her to start her business. <laughs> I you want to have everybody customer.
1: do a business. I, Claire, I genuinely believe in all of your business ideas. They actually are all are very good. Thank you. And I don't want you to do it because I feel like you wouldn't have time to do this podcast. So that would make me upset. But I do want you to do it because I actually think they're great ideas. <laughs>
3: Yes, I love that. Uh, Thank you for being supportive, David. That is the best thing about having you as a co-host.
1: Oh, my gosh. Uh, And the best thing about you guys is thank you for listening to this thing. Thank you. Feel free to like, subscribe, whatever, follow, all the things that people ask at the end of podcasts. Please do those things if you are enjoying yourself here at the Fanatics Podcast. And we'll see you next Thursday for another fanatical time. Bye.
3: And before you go... I want to tell you about next week's episode. It is the amazing actress DeWanda Wise. I love her so much. You know her from fatherhood. She's got to have it. Shots fired underground. And she is coming on Fanatics to talk about supermarkets. And yes, we even mentioned Supermarket Sweep. So be sure to tune in next week. Thank you for listening to Fanatics, a Roddenberry podcast. If you oodle for your noodles and have fun with French onion. Can't
1: be louder for clam chowder, not a phony for minestrone.
3: You probably love soups.
1: Yeah, you definitely love soups.
3: If you're silly for some chili.
1: Oh, didn't we say that's not a soup?
3: I thought. You're so particular, David. I'm just
1: saying.